Good morning again. Again, my name is Clayton, and I'm one of the pastors here at Kingswood. And we've been journeying through this series called The Walk, which is based off a book uh, by Reverend Adam Hamilton, who's a pastor in Kansas City. And throughout this series, we've looked at practices, or said another way, spiritual disciplines. And we've looked at worship and study of Scripture. And we, two weeks ago, we talked about the practice of serving others. And last week, we talked about the spiritual discipline of giving. This week, we're going to talk about the spiritual practice of sharing our faith. I don't know about you, but I love to talk to other people about the things that I'm passionate about and that I love. From my family to sports to books and even to food, especially when it comes to pizza. I love to talk about uh, my favorite pizza shop, which is, from my, which is a local place in my hometown, um, and it's called Bolivar Pizza. And whenever I talk to anyone about uh, their favorite pizza or favorite places uh, we all like to get pizza from, I always uh, have to lift up Bolivar Pizza, even though when I'm here, because I'm from Northeast Ohio, no one really knows uh, the pizza place I'm talking about. But it's my absolute favorite. Every time I go home to visit family, uh, I always have to get some Bolivar Pizza. And it's great, but it's also a reminder of all the times uh, that we, when I was younger, that we would have friends and family over, and we'd order pizza and have that together as uh, we would share with one another. It's the best. Now, you might have your favorite place to eat, or your favorite sports team, or book, or um, band, or whatever it might be. And here's the thing. I found uh, that when we share with others about why we think that thing is so great. Our love for that grows and it grows and it grows. Sharing about our favorite things are often easy for us. In one sense, sharing with others in our culture right now isn't hard. We can type something up, put a picture, whatever we want, and with a click of a button or a tap on our phone, we can share with our friends, our family, and really the world what we think about anything, which is great, and as I think we all are aware, sometimes that isn't so great, because we can share um, maybe something we don't like with a click of a button as well. And yet, when it comes to sharing our faith, it's often not that easy. And part of the reason for this is we live in a culture that says, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. And today, many people are skeptical of organized religion. And why is that? Most often it's, become, it's because someone has shared a version of the church or Jesus that does not reflect what we see in Scripture. Some may say that, so some have said that Christians are hypocritical or judgmental or mean-spirited. Um, and, and it's a lot like um, they, uh, they've read a bad review of a new restaurant. Some have had terrible experiences either with certain Christians, or the church. I've had many conversations with people who uh, I went to college with uh, that either no longer attend church or no longer call themselves Christians because each and every one of them often revolves around a bad experience that they have had. And I lift this up today because it highlights an issue that exists and is prevalent within our culture. The reality is people are turned off from faith in Jesus because of the witness of some Christians. However, people also choose to follow Jesus because of the witness of 
some Christians. We are all here today because someone shared the love and the hope of Christ with us at some point. Maybe that was a long time ago, or maybe that was just recently. And we were transformed by that good news. However, we are not the only ones who dealt with this idea of spiritual, but not religious. In Jesus' day, he dealt with similar ideas. So let's turn to the scripture that we just heard read a little while ago and see what it has to say to us today. Our first scripture today comes from the book of Matthew. Um, in chapter 9, starting in verse 35, it says this. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So there are two things that we should notice from this passage. The first uh, thing is that Jesus reflects um, compassion to all people. This is especially true for those who feel disconnected from God. Here, Jesus goes out to all the cities and all of the villages to do what? To proclaim the good news. And not only uh, that, but he began to heal people. Jesus heals those who feel disconnected from God by showing them the good news. And this is a common theme throughout Jesus's ministry. We often hear and read in other parts of especially the Gospels where, where Jesus um, is confronted by religious leaders and they say something to the effect of that he is a friend of sinners. And see, the thing is, this uh, book of Matthew uh, historically has been attributed to the Gospel of Matthew. And the Gospel of Matthew was, before he was a disciple of Jesus, was a tax collector. And those were the very people that the religious leaders said that Jesus um, was a friend of those types of sinners. Tax collectors weren't looked at very highly, and so they're very upset. So that's part of the reason why that is a theme throughout this gospel of Matthew. Again and again, he shows that Jesus is reaching out to those that the religious leaders say that he shouldn't. And yet, Jesus continues to go to those in need who need to hear the good news. And then we come to the second scripture passage from the book of Second Corinthians Chapter 5, starting in verse 16, it says, From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there's a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors of Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The writer here, Paul, says that not only are we transformed by Christ through our faith, but we are entirely new creations. He then says that 
Jesus is about the reconciliation of the world or bringing the world into right relationship again. Not only, not only does Jesus do that, but he calls us as followers of him to do the same. In the scripture, Paul, uh, Paul even says that we are ambassadors for Christ, meaning that the good news comes through the work that we do as we share that with others. Our faith cannot be something that only we hold on to, but it must be something that we're active participants in sharing with others. We are to be the embodiment of Jesus' love and hope to the world. Our communities and the world will be reconciled through us being ambassadors of Christ. So when we share our faith, it's not only about being ambassadors for Christ, but it's also about going to those in need and showing compassion to them as well. So when we share our faith, again, it's not about just being ambassadors for Christ, actively going out there, but it's also about showing compassion to all that we see. As you think back to those who shared uh, their faith with you, uh, they probably did it in a compassionate and loving way, which is why, for some of us, we're here today. Maybe for you, that was a parent or a grandparent, maybe a pastor or a friend, or maybe even a coworker. The reality is, it was probably multiple people in your life sharing about the love and the hope of Christ. One of those people for me was my youth pastor. I felt a call into ministry in, in seventh grade, and, and he not only nurtured me and led me, but when I had questions, he listened and shared how he understood God. The thing about sharing our faith is that it's not in one moment, but it's about continually sharing the work that you've, we've seen God doing in each one of our lives. For, for example, um, my family uh, do, at times donates food to our food pantry. And we bring it in and set it on the tables. Often, I bring Clark in on Friday when, when we have some food to donate. And I could do that on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday when I'm typically here at the church. But I wait till my day off on Friday because I'm able to take Clark with me. And we're able to drop it off at the table. And we're able to have a conversation. And I'm able to share with him why it is that we take food from our house and bring it to the church so that the food pantry can have it. We have a conversation about how there's some people who can't put food on the table, and we're able to help um, show Christ's love to them in that way. And, and another example is just this past week, Jen Sawyer, our minister to children and families, put together this wonderful family event. And as a part of that event, we made uh, what she called blessing bags. So it's different. We put masks and and food and juice boxes and crackers and all these different things in these plastic baggies. She had us make three of them uh, for our pads ministry to our homeless uh, brothers and sisters. And, and we made, again, we made three of them, but she took two of them and we were to take one. So as we're driving in our car, if we saw uh, someone who was homeless, we could give them that bag. And again, that was a way to share, especially with my four-year-old son, about um, those in need. The point is, all of us have people in our lives who have helped us to be shaped into the people we are today. We are shaped when people share with us about the things that they care about. When it comes to faith, we have a desire to follow and to continue to follow Jesus, at least in part because someone who cared deeply about their faith and about Jesus and God's call in their lives 
And they shared that with us. And we found that extremely important as well. The thing is, we all have uh, those that we influence. And Jesus calls us to the same work of sharing the good news. While we live in a culture of spiritual but not religious, we can change this narrative. What might it look like if Christians everywhere began to share why their faith was so important to them in a loving and positive and an uplifting way? For all of us, it is vital to remember that as we share, it creates more love and desire for the thing that we're sharing about, that being Jesus and that being our faith and that being the church. It is by sharing about our faith that we can begin to move things where they currently are to where they ought to be. And this is exactly what Jesus talks about when he talks about bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. It's taking how the world is right now and continually sharing and loving others and serving others to bringing it where it ought to be. So, as a community of faith, what does this lead us to do? Throughout this series, we've been encouraged and reminded that if things like worship and study and serving and giving, and yes, even sharing, are important, then it requires us to respond. For example, a few weeks ago, Pastor James gave us a challenge of doing five different random acts of kindness, and, and this week is no different. Learning about sharing our faith is important, but it too calls us to action. Kingswood, as a community of faith, I invite you to think of five people, five people that you can share any aspect of your faith with. It could be similar to how I share with my son why we give to the food pantry. This could be about what God has been teaching you through this pandemic and what you're learning about yourself and your faith and your family or whatever it might be. It could be the importance of why you choose to serve others through Kingswood. It could be any aspect of your faith, but think of five different avenues or five different people that you could share that with. The point is we all have people in our own lives that we can share the good news of Jesus with. And here's the thing about the good news. The gospel or the good news of Jesus becomes good news as we embody Jesus' love and his hope and peace in the world. As we share that with others, it becomes this good news that is transformative for others. So Kingswood, let us be a people who proclaim the gospel, the good news of Jesus. Amen.